one of the other things that the experts say, and I think this is probably the key to paying off debt and accelerating the process of paying off debt, is that once you've uh, started, let's say, like you say, you mentioned the small holes and the big holes. I think in the real life example, if it was a boat, I'd probably tackle the big, <laughs> big holes first. But I think <laughs> yeah, in, <of> course. <laughs> in debt, it makes sense, right? In debt, it makes a lot of sense. So um, once you've paid off that small hole, just to kind of keep it to your analogy, um, mm -hmm. start focusing the same amount that you would have paid off on that small hole on the next one on top of what you would have uh, included. So let's say, for example, you have three different debts. The one is 500 bucks a month. The other one is a thousand bucks a month. And the other one is 2000 bucks a month. Pay off the 500, still continue obviously paying the thousand and the 2000 as well. But then once you've paid off the 500, take that money that that monthly installment would have been, let's say it was 150 bucks. Yes. And include that onto your next targeted payment, the thousand bucks. Yes. Absolutely. So you do the thousand bucks plus what was paid off Very on the five hundred. That way you build that momentum. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips, and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Real Life Tips podcast. This is episode number 24 and we are so glad to have you guys back here with us to join us in on another episode. I'm your host Mono. As usual, you're joined by Leon. Welcome back everyone. Stoked to be here as usual, bringing you some information on a topic, on something that we decided a lot of people might have a problem with and we're going to discuss the problem at length and maybe give some tips on how to resolve it. I think Tonight, I'm going to be out of my depth a little bit. I'm going to rely on you to bring a bit of gospel to this because <laughs> I'm a little bit more on the guilty by association side here than I am a fixer of this situation. Um, but I do understand the problem and I know that a lot of people are facing this challenge on a daily basis. I think in this day and age that we are in right now, this is a very relevant topic. And yeah, what better time to discuss it than tonight? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Leanne. And you know what? It's actually been such a great journey over the last couple of months uh, that we've been on the show. And we've actually just analyzed some of the feedback that we've gotten from friends, family, some of mm. our listeners, a ton of our listeners have been saying that they want more content. So I think just before we get into the topic tonight, I want to pose the question to you guys out in the audience. I mean, we're here for you. Uh, and that's the only reason that we're doing this, you know, is to share some insights, share some of uh, the knowledge and mm -hmm. share some of the research. So really what we're doing is we're running a poll at the moment to find out which of our listeners are interested in hearing more about us. So we're thinking about perhaps bringing in another episode during the week. So currently, if you know us and if you know the show, you've probably realized by now that we release a brand new episode every Monday and we're looking at bringing in a midweek episode to sort of, you know, just spice things up, bring in additional topics, additional content. So yeah, please head over to rltstudios.com forward slash show 24. We're running a poll there at the moment. So please give us your feedback. It's literally just going to take you about five seconds to fill in the quick two questions. Number one, would you like to hear more of us or is one show more than enough in a week? And number two, what is your preferred length for our episodes? Because we really want to try and you know, accommodate you guys. We don't really know what your day looks like, you know, how you listen to our shows. Do you listen to it at home? Do you listen to it on your drive to work, on your drive home? 
Um, how much time do you have available? And what is sort of the best time limit for the episode? So please head over to rltstudios.com forward slash show 24 and let us know. Let us know what you guys uh, think would be the best thing for us to proceed in. So absolutely, Leon, give us a little bit of an insight as to what the topic is for tonight. I think you've you sort of sneaked mm. it in there, but please tell us a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah, I was quite vague. Um, there's a lot of things I have problems with that will resonate with people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, no. So um, tonight's topic of discussion is a very, very bad. It's the it's the capital D word. Um, you know, like the D swear word in in many relationships, in many people's lives, and so on. And that's just plain and simple debt. You know, D E B T. Mm. That's like a word that have, I think have destroyed many people's lives. That's a word that keeps a lot of people out of sleep, um, you know, keep them worrying at night. That's a word that I've seen people lose half of their livelihoods and their houses and, you know, um, cars and material belongings just because they overindulge. And we're going to discuss the concept of debt tonight. I think firstly, we'll probably talk about you know, why we fall prey to this. Um, and, and I mean, I've, I'm very, very, very guilty um, of the whole debt concept. And, you know, I've indulged in this many, many times in my life, um, sometimes to great effect and sometimes to very detrimental effect. And, you know, then we'll talk about what can one actually do if you're already in it uh, to try and get some result, uh, some resolution or what's the approach to take or maybe just some tips and we're not going to come from a factual um, subject matter expert kind of point of view. We're not financial advisors. I wish if, uh, if I was, I would not need to do an episode like this. So we're pretty much going to talk out of our own experience and little things and tricks and bobs and nicks that we do that worked for us. I mean, a lot of it comes down to just recognizing that there's a problem and start talking to people that might be doing better. I think that's enough of an intro from my side. I think we'll hand over the mic to Mr. Debt Free. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. I think we all wish we were there. No, Leon, I think it's the best time for us to address this topic, um, primarily because, and, and I, to be honest, like when I thought about doing this topic with you here tonight, um, the first thing that came to mind was, yeah, I'm just so grateful. I'm really, really grateful to be um, in a situation where I still have a job, where I'm still able to to pay my bills every single month during a pandemic situation where I absolutely know I've seen the devastation, I've seen the after effects of it and how many people are suffering at the moment, mm. can't pay the bills, lost their job. Um, struggling to find a new job as well and it's 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 really tough out there so just a lot of gratitude and you know for those people out there maybe you're not dealing with it at the moment but we've all been at that point in our lives where we've sort of you know overstepped the boundary of expenses and got caught up in the moment um, maybe spent way too much or maybe bought something that we weren't supposed to buy that we knew we couldn't afford but we took the risk anyways and then we suffered the after effects of it perhaps you're sitting in that situation at the moment so absolutely from my point of view as well i've also i've been there on a small scale i've uh, been caught up in some really really messy situations and dire situations where i had to 
quickly make a decision and try to, I was fighting for survival and I had to take out a loan and we'll get into some of the crazy stories, <laughs> but I know that it's, it's, you know, it spirals out of control real quick. So Leon, I think mm. tonight is going to be really one of those ones where not only will we share a lot of insights and a lot of stories and maybe some embarrassing stories, because I, I think that deep down inside, we all feel a little bit of embarrassment when we hit a situation where we're constantly paying off debt, but we're hopefully going to share some of the good research, some of the good um, expert advice that we've come across and some of the things that have worked for us. Yeah, I think we're going to try and keep it very practical and very true to self. So, um, you know, the show is all about our life journey and experiences and things that we've seen and then we throw a little bit of factual content in there just for substance just so that there's no critic out of you know out there that's going to go and quote us or anything like that but yeah i mean debt yo uh, i've had my deal of debt in my days i mean maybe we'll start with where it started for me um you know the the biggest issue that i found coming in out of varsity and into like the paying world and earning a salary is that first and foremost your first salary sucks mm -hmm. even though i thought you know out of varsity you know i'm going to start on a solid pay it wasn't really like that and the second problem is your pay sucks but now because you've got pay you can get access to credit right so you can mm -hmm. live mm -hmm. above your means and it's so enticing and there's this thing that the world does and we're going to talk about that throughout like the problematic and the reason we fall for debt but there's this thing it's called marketing and um, you know putting products in front of your face the whole day long everywhere you look um, I mean if you go on online shopping I mean how bad is it to just go through like daily deals or weekly deals or whatever type whatever flavor of sales type of uh, buying you guys do out there and just do a lot of impulse buying. And um, that's, I think, the core root problem. So for me, I actually, you know, I started, as I said, uh, in my professional career in quite a low position salary. I really enjoyed playing video games. And, you know, I w really wanted an Xbox. And the problem was that the Xbox pretty much cost my startup salary. And I just couldn't see how <laughs> would I ever save that amount of money because everyone mm -hmm. will tell you, yeah, but save it and buy it. Yeah, but, you know, that's the thing. By the time I've got the money, the next Xbox would be out already. I, d I don't earn mm -hmm. enough to kind of save at all. I'm, I'm literally like mm -hmm. living paycheck to paycheck. So I went and I got one of those really bad debt companies. So I'm not even talking mm -hmm. about like from your own bank or uh, anything like those real bad over-the-counter debt guys that you can pretty much sign up for at the shop. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I won't mm -hmm. name the company's name. <laughs> um, I was on the brink of doing it right there. But yeah, it's one of those where, you know, they'll give you like, uh, you know, in South Africa, uh, we work in Rand. So that's like 15 Rand will give you $1. So they will like give you five or 6,000 Rand on a card, which is not a lot. Um, but that was enough to buy an Xbox plus mm. a few games. And not only did they, you know, tell me, listen, the Xbox is, for example, I'm just using numbers now, uh, let's say 3,500 Rand at the time. They'll tell you, you qualify for 7,000 Rand on this card. And I'll say, yep, I'll take the 7,000. I don't, uh, you know, wow. even though I want the three yeah. and a half. <laughs> 
thousand rand console. Let me just go for the seven thousand, and then suddenly you walk with this nice heavy card in your bag, you know, in your in your wallet, and you're like, "Geez, uh-huh. man!" Now everything is screaming at me like, "You can take it, and you can take it right now. You can literally put it in the trolley, go to the to the teller, swipe that little card, and just make it out the store with your purchase." But these Debt companies, these specific ones, are the worst because they are very short-term lenders, so they give extremely high interest rates. And I mean, we're not going to talk about what that is in this show. I'm, I'm hoping that we don't have uh, have to go through that. But basically, the cost of lending is extremely high on these cards. So you'll pretty much pay mm-hmm. back almost three times the amount that you borrowed by, mm-hmm. let's say, 36 months in three years or whatever. So I went, I bought the Xbox, uh, spent another two grand or whatever on some games as well. Um, so I, I went out there with like a 5,000 Rand purchase, which at the time was pretty much what I was earning. And I felt mm-hmm. well chuffed. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I did not have buyer's remorse. I know the people always say, yeah, you're going to buy something and have buyer's remorse. I had buyer's joy, yeah. I promise you. <laughs> I enjoyed my Xbox. I played it every day and, and I didn't see any remorse for it. But I did start feeling the pinch as soon as I started paying off and for some reason the worst part for me and this this was the reality check I had uh, to endure in the beginning is I would pay it off and kind of feel like wow that's a lot of money that I need to pay per month and then if I look at the statement I was making zero dent in the like capital amount that I borrowed I was Mm. literally just paying off interest and these cards are specifically designed in such a form that if you take a 36 month loan for example mm-hmm. you'll pay back the capital interest in the last six months the first 30 yep. months will only be interest you know what i mean yeah. like that's how they configure it you know and and don't you feel that it's these little things that creep up on you as well you know it's it's not like you took that and you said you know what, let's go spend the entire five grand on one big massive tv or something um you might have spent a little bit of a portion or quite a big portion of that on one item, mm. but it's the adding on top of that of other debt as well. Because yes. now you've got that one card. But I don't know about you, as I progressed through, and again, this was also straight out of school, had my first job and all that. I also went through this phase where I discovered loans and personal mm. loans. Mm. Well, yeah. not just personal, but personal loans and buying things on credit. And that was honestly, at the time, the coolest thing ever because Mm. that meant that even if I made 3K a month or 5K a month, that I can go and I could buy, um, you know, I don't know, a big TV that costs 10 grand and I can actually just pay that off. That's going to cost me like 200 bucks a month or something like that. The problem with that is though, that these things add up because I started off and luckily I didn't go and I bought myself a big TV or anything. What I did is I went and I bought essential appliances. So I went and I said, I need a washing machine. Let me get a washing machine. I was like, okay, I need a fridge. Let me get a fridge. All right, what else do I need? I need a microwave. All right, cool. I didn't even go to the extent where I got a dishwasher. I mean, I was still trying to still live within my means. And when you're standing there, when you're paying, when you're you're swiping the card, you do the calculations and you just think, ah, it's just 200. You know, it's only 200 rand. What is 200 rand? You know what? It's fine. If I make 5K a month, 200 bucks isn't going to touch me. And then the next time you go and you need something, you buy that on credit. Now, 
go fast forward a few years later and you start opening things like uh, clothing accounts yes. and those things start adding up as well because clothes are, I don't know about where you guys live, but clothes are so expensive. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. honestly, it's such an expensive thing to do is to go proper, proper clothes shopping, you know, you know get a couple of t-shirts, get a jean or two and I promise you those clothing accounts and everything they add up. I think I don't even have to try and convince you guys of this because <laughs> I'm pretty know. sure that you know exactly <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what I mean by that, right? Yeah. So, you know what the the biggest problem is is that debt snowballs, I think it goes without saying. We all are quite aware of it and that we need to sort of make sure that we uh, put a pin in it every now and then or review our budgets and just make sure that we don't have any unnecessary debt. One thing I do want to get into a little bit, Leon, from your point of view, because mm -hmm. um, we've been mates now for quite some time and we've shared a lot of personal uh, chats about finances and stuff like that. I know that you, you were struggling with debt at some point mm -hmm. and you, we're talking about large amounts. Can you just share with us the feeling? Because I've never experienced that to the full extent that I think at the level that you experienced it at. What are the sort of feelings that, that came upon you that you yeah. encountered that you were fighting off the okay, that's time? Okay, I'll, I'll go into this. So, um, and, and this is going to probably hit a lot of nerves out there because there's people probably listening now that's going through where I've been. And at some stage, I had so much debt that... Uh, for example, on credit cards, the guys that are listening now with credit cards know this one fact about credit cards is that you you can spend it um, and then pay it back up. And then um, if you do that in the right time, your lending is almost kind of free because you'll get like 53 days interest free lending and that kind of stuff. The problem is when you go past that, because unfortunately, I don't know, for me, creating debt became a bit of an impulse thing. Like I wouldn't even think about it because I was managing it in my head. I was managing it well um, mm -hmm. because I kept paying it back every month. I just would, I would go in a couple thousand and then pay it off every month and not do the like 36 months and stuff like that. I got better eventually. But then at one point it started taking a turn where I had to lend a lot of, I had to borrow a lot of money out of a credit card. And mm -hmm. I looked at the minimum payment that I would need to make in order to just not go get debt counseling and that kind of stuff or get into any kind of debt trouble. And I thought, yeah, that's not too bad. And I went and I did that. But then for some reason, life aligns these pitfalls and stuff and stars and everything align and, and life gives you a couple of slaps around and I did that at like the worst possible time. There was a lot of other um, expenses that I incurred in the same time frame. Mm. And suddenly I was completely smothered to the point where what I thought was the minimum payment was actually just the interest on the minimum payment. So the minimum payment was actually about five or six times what I thought it was. Um, I completely I misunderstood the way that they explained it because again, I'm, mm. I'm stupid basically when it comes to these kind of things. <laughs> I don't read through it. I see the end goal and I can do it and I can I can just get it right now and then I do it, pull the trigger. And mm. the biggest problem is that I started suffering from heavy, heavy anxiety. And I would literally think of how I would start losing stuff and how I would literally eventually grind to a complete halt. Um, eventually, I started uh, uh, spending more than I'm earning. So that's where the wagon tips over. 
is when mm. you start needing more money per month than what you can bring into the household. And that, so this is fast forward a couple of credit cards, um, a couple of loans and a house and cars and all those kind of things. So we're talking about, uh, now we're talking in the couple million of debt, all right? So where it gets a lot, mm. lot worse. Okay, some of it is good stuff like a house and, you know, even a car, even though it depreciates, it's not the worst buy in the world. But a lot of it was stupid debt, like just real impulsive, stupid debt that kept going on for a long period of time. And I'm that type of person. I got a little bit addicted to just buying stuff and getting new stuff and I would manage it really well. But then, as I said, if life starts <laughs> raining peaches your way and, um, you know, you start incurring more costs, like we went through some health issues as well with one of the kids and stuff that cost a lot of money, you know, and you start really, really running out of space in your budget. Mm. That's when you realize, Oof, what do I do now? I don't know where to go. Like I'm, I'm completely trapped. Did you feel like, you know, the number was so big that you didn't really mind adding on a couple of hundred bucks here and there? Yes. And well, I, I would assume so, yeah. right? Because that's, you're like, because I, I no, the reason I'm asking is because that's sort of the same mentality that I sometimes have with uh, with my credit card as well. If I see that um, I still owe a couple of hundred dollars, well, not dollars, but let's call it you know dollars, just to make it simple uh, for you US folk out there and for the rest of the people in the world, it just makes it easier mm. to to sort of translate. But if I see that I'm, you know, I've got a couple of hundred dollars outstanding on my credit card, adding on a few things doesn't feel like such a mm. big deal. Mm. Did you get to a point where you started noticing that this is pushing you further into like the snowball effect? Because I can imagine this could snowball. The yes. more you, the bigger the number grows, uh, the the more little things you add on top of it, and the bigger it grows again, right? Hundred percent. Now you actually touch on the. I think the core problem is the fact that at some stage, so as much as there were some big bulk purchases in there. There were also a lot of small things um, that just kept going because you look, like you said, you look at this big number, you have this perception of, listen, if I add on, let's say the number is 50,000 Rand or $5,000. If I add mm. on another 1,000 Rand to that 50,000 Rand or another $100 to that $5,000, that's going to make no mm. difference. You know, that's not going to mm -hmm. make any difference. Let's go and do this outing or let's go and do this dinner or let's just quickly mm. buy this um, nice shiny new boots for my wife or whatever the case might be. The problem is that that becomes very easy to justify. And as soon as something becomes easy, easy, you do it regularly. And mm. by the time, and that's exactly what happened to me, by the way, I had a few big things that threw me into huge debt, but the amount of credit that I had was still more than that. So I was already like in so much debt but I still had so much credit left because my credit record was so good and the, the banks just keep, kept giving me credit when I asked for it. It's, 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 yeah. They made their money it's from It's one of those me, crazy you know? things, yeah. It's still a business for them. So they still made their money. Yeah. I paid them back. They saw that I'm pretty much an interest payer. So, you know, they, they're borrowing me money and I'm pretty much just paying them for the money that, that, that I'm borrowing and I'm never giving back the capital money, but I'm at least paying for earning, I mean, for borrowing the money. And yeah. That's the worst thing is when you're actually just paying off interest and you're not even trying to aim at that capital. And that's where I was for like four years. The debt that I was paying off was purely interest debt. 
it was none of the cap- capital ever because I couldn't get mm. go that far. I couldn't get that deep into the debt. And that's the thing. So I had such a big amount of debt and still so much credit left that when mm. I, I, I scaled down on like the size and the big purchases. But then I started just regularly living, living it up, you know, like going out a lot Mm -hmm. because it's small things like Mm -hmm. let's go out for a night. Let's go do something nice tomorrow. Let's go, um, you know, I don't know, fly quickly to Cape Town and back for the for the weekend. Smaller things, you know, even though, okay, that's a bit big, but you know what I mean? Like small things, but more regular things. And then again, because it's you're looking at this big number and there's this huge total capacity there. When you do these small little incremental things, they don't seem so bad, right? Mm, and mm. the frequency of that went up to a point where um, I went into all of the credit that I had, every cent. There was nothing left. And then the minimum wow. payment was so large that I would literally be month on month, month on month, month on month. And yeah, I would, just, just paying off that number, not, not even getting into, not, you know, or getting ahead of your debt no, at all. No, not at all. So pretty yeah. much just paying for the uh, privilege of having debt, <laughs> if you want to put it like so that. So the thing is, and I'm asking this question because I think I, I relate to a certain extent to that as well. I mean, I've never experienced it on that level, but I certainly have experienced it I think earlier, maybe I was just lucky or maybe um, not lucky. Maybe I was just unlucky enough to have felt it at a very, very young age. I mean, Mm. um, I've mentioned this before, but I moved out the house when I was 18 and I already started making debts and all of that kind of stuff. And I got myself into some some pretty pressing situations. And I think I went and I took out a small loan, a very, very small loan. To, to sort of catch up on my rent, my, my rent that was outstanding, to catch up on um, some of the water and electricity that was mm. outstanding, the utilities and all those type of things, and to go and buy you know, a, a carpet for my lounge and a coffee table because my flat was so empty at the time. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, I got to that to a point where um, I wasn't earning money, well, enough money to be able to start paying that loan back and it spiraled out of control so quickly within within a couple of months of taking out that loan i had to move back into my my mom's house i, I seriously i got the fright of my life because i was like dude you just had the best opportunity mm. you were doing okay i was out of the house for 3 years already i was i felt like i was sort of coping and all that but it, you're right like there's so many unexpected expenses that pile on top of those uh, sort of conscious decision debts that you get yourself into See, but, as well. But the nice thing is you experience that at a very good time in your life where you can course correct. Yeah, and at a low number yeah, enough yeah, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you, yeah. you had like lessons learned, quickly moved back. I experienced this at a point in time where I, I also thought I might lose everything. But losing it when you've got a wife and kids, <laughs> it's, it's mm. like soul crushing. Like, you, you know what I mean? So... I think it's again, it comes back to one of our episodes where we said, if you fell, fell fast, right? So if you need to figure out how much debt can burn, maybe do it when you're young. (laughs) Um, But that's the thing. I was more cautious with my debt when I was younger, even though I bought an Xbox and some games that was worth the amount that I was earning in a month. um, That sticks out like the one bad purchase that I made. The other stuff wasn't that heavy. 
you know but yes like later in life it it, it got it, it got out of control yeah uh, look i mean i still went and i still made debt after i recovered from that um you know, seemingly really bad situation i mean even though we're talking about small numbers in my case mm. it still it's would have relevant. had the exact same effect yeah. that it would have had on you so one of the things that I actually learned from that, and I think this is why we wanted to have this this discussion here tonight, is not just touching on the experiences that we have, but I'm sure that as we go through these mm, things, mm. a lot of you guys are sitting there in the audience and you're probably laughing or thinking about a specific time in your life when you made stupid decisions as well and got yourself into pretty bad uh, situations. But what I really wanted to do with this episode here tonight, Leon, is understand sort of where this is all coming from mm. and then look at how can we go about addressing such a situation because I know that the debt that you still, like you've obviously, you're sorted out everything else, the major ones in your life and all that, but we've had this chat recently and the, there's still a couple of things that you are looking to accomplish within the next uh couple of um, months and you know to be focused on solely and one of the questions you came to me with is you know where do I start mm. because you've got a couple of accounts that you want to start targeting that you want to get settled and I really wanted to find out from you why is it that you haven't started or what's mm. stopping mm. you so that we can you know, sort of work out a strategy for you and I think the best way to do that and we we've spoken about this is to take it one account at a time. Yeah. Taking it one account at a time. And that's just really something that has worked for me and my past mm. as well. On these little accounts. So I started really concentrating on a lot of the debt that I um, made uh, in my you know, post this, this really bad experience of mine. And I started keeping a very close eye on it and I started targeting one account at a time. And that really just um, felt like the best way for me to start accomplishing those, uh, those goals and... Mm. Even though, because if you combined all of your accounts, and this is the one problem that you highlighted to me, mm -hmm. is you look at your debt, you don't look at it as I've got five accounts at five different places. You sort of summarize it all and you're like, you know what, I'm in so much debt at the moment, yeah, I don't true. even know where to start paying it off. Hey? Yeah, that's that's actually very, very true. Um, at some stage throughout um, you know, debt and having multiple accounts, with different interest rates and different uh, different lending terms and so on, um, you just look at the bulk figure and it feels unimaginably large and you don't even know where to start, right? So I've obviously now through the years, I've started tackling certain accounts. I still have a long ways to go. Um, but I'm at that stage now where it's, it's a good time for me to figure out what is going to be the most impactful way to tackle the debt because it's not just one account right and i think a, a good place to start just before we even tackle debt um, is to stop making debt right so get mm -hmm. get out of uh, the spending habit totally mm -hmm. and uh, for me that was the biggest issue my cause of my debt was in some cases for uh, needed stuff you know for stuff that was mm. necessary like for example if a geezer bursts or whatever in your roof and you need to pay uh, in a very inconvenient time of the month where there's no more lucrativity left and you need to pay a I don't know a, a lump sum in order to get the insurance company to fix it those kind of things yes you need to then if that is your only way that is what you need to do right you need to get your yeah. boiler back yeah. up 
Um, but the thing that worked for me and the reason why I am a, a, a little ways down my debt already is because I stopped doing the spending thing. Like where I would go every day and I think again, there's a lot of people. I've, the reason I say this every time I say these things is I can already see these people grinning in the car or maybe shying away from us and thinking, shit, that's me, you know. Um so I know there's a lot of people out there that's got this problem and that's why these companies do it. Um, in South Africa, we've got a very popular um, online shop and I know worldwide, everyone, you know, just to keep it simple, we'll stick to Amazon. Um, you know, they run their daily deals, their tech deals, their baby deals. Mm. You know, they do these very, very smart marketing things that makes you go there every day and check in on what's there to buy that's a deal and because it's a deal and it's a steal <laughs> you think it's it's okay you know you think that no but i just saved money you know because and I they paid make it less. so simple oh yeah, yeah and they make it so simple because oh, yeah. you just save your credit card details in there and... yeah, it's so easy i mean i don't really go to grocery stores anymore you know i do it all online and they deliver the stuff to the house it's just become so convenient to click on stuff and now you've got that whole shopping right in front of your face right and that's what got mm -hmm. me I don't want to say addicted, but let's be honest. I think I was a little bit addicted to just buying new stuff and gadgets and mm. cool, cool mm -hmm. things and toys and, and so on. And I would always justify it in some way, shape or form. I'll think, yeah, but I bought this because I'm in, you know, the information technology industry and I enjoy gadgets and it's part of a hobby or whatever. You know, I'll find a way to justify the fact that I bought this, this item. Yep. So the first step that you need to take before even worrying about how you're going to pay it all off is stop that. Like, I don't even know how mm -hmm. to say it better, but just stop that notion. And, <laughs> you know, just stop buying stuff that you don't need. And uh, again, we'll stop looking. I, uh, yeah, maybe if you can stop if you can stop looking mm. and you stop break the habit of going onto those sites. I felt that 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 really worked that's, for me as well. Just to stay away from that's a better people. that's a better way of saying it. Yeah, because if you don't you can't buy what you don't see um and yeah. m most of the stuff that i made debt on at least in my experience was was stuff that i don't need it was things that i mm -hmm. saw on that day and i'm like oh wow this is something nice and shiny let me buy it i've got the money it's right there in my credit mm -hmm. card i'll you know the credit card's got like a, a a thing i'll just pay it off and that's it yeah i think that's the best approach of taking it as well um Leanne, I think that it's time to, to have a look at some of the research. Mm. Um, what does the research say about debt? Because honestly, I mean, like I can tell you all about what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me as well. And we're probably getting to that in the real life tips section. Yeah. But I'm actually really interested in seeing what's or hearing what, what some of the subject matter experts are saying out there. What is the best way to tackle these these sort of um, accounts? Um, maybe you can share some some of that insight. All right. Us. So I think one of the first things that the experts say is that you need to figure out how much debt you've got. You need to know what is that figure. You can't really start, I guess, focusing on paying it off if you have no clue how bad the situation is. Um, and I mean, for myself, this makes a lot of sense because I know that at some stage I didn't really look at statements anymore. I didn't really look at budgets anymore. I just went month by month and I didn't really care because I knew it was bad. I didn't want to look at it. So they say that you mm -hmm. need to actually start making a list of all the different debts that you have, include your creditors, everything that you've got, and then get the total amount of debt, the monthly payment, the interest rates and the due dates. Yeah, I think the one thing they didn't include here is also the terms. 
Um, so how many months you still have left on paying it or whether it was a long term mm. or a short term. Obviously, you're not going to tackle your house first because that's like a very long term <laughs> debt, very yeah, low exactly. interest, that's, those kind of things. You want to start with um, consolidating and figuring out what is the total amount of debt, where's the biggest interest rates. Um, and then when, wh what are the due dates and what's the total monthly payments that you're paying off? And that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, a lot of this, I think I've already kind of started applying, but um, mm. yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm not there yet. It's, it's very interesting because yeah, I, I think that's, that's probably one of the first things that I would have um, you know, given anyone advice on as well is I always see it as this, you're, you're in a boat and you notice that there's a leak in the boat. Mm. And the first thing that you try and do is, you know, maybe if it's a small leak, you would ignore it at first because you're in the ocean and there's so much water splashing everywhere. You might not even really realize that you've got a leak in the boat. And then, you know, maybe a couple of hours later, you notice another bigger hole and mm. another one and another one. And before you know it, you know, the boat is filling up with water and you're going down. And that's sort of the visualization that I've always had about debt. So absolutely, by, by, by saying that identify the debt first or know how much debt yeah. you have and all that. Um, you know, for me, that's saying identify the holes in your boat. Identify the big ones. Identify the small ones. Know what you're dealing with and then start planning it. And no wonder, you know, that strategy has worked for me as well in my life, but just on, on a much smaller scale, I had to go and actually count pennies because I jumped from uh, one job to another job where I was actually getting paid less. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden I had yeah. to quickly, you know, move things around and make sure that I've got money. I've been there. Yes. I know. I know. You can That's actually painful. relate with that yeah, as well. That, it's, that it's is tough. extremely painful. Yeah. So, so identifying the, the holes in the boat first and then you're sort of reshuffling things to to find a strategy. Uh, and if it's small enough, you know what I actually did is I went not just to find a strategy to identify the debt and to or identify the holes that I can patch, but identified the ones that I, I don't know. This is this is just my opinion. I actually identified the smallest holes first. Mm. I know it doesn't make any sense. Maybe because I didn't suffer from like enormous amounts of debt. No, it does. Actually, I think in debt it does. Yeah, I maybe. I think in debt it does. Because it just feels, you. it's like a dopamine hit that you get every time that you mm. settle an account. Mm. So for me, that's one of the things that just worked. As I actually tackled the smallest, smallest account first. Um, I patched that up, patched that tiny little hole, and then I went on to the next one, mm. went on to the next one. But I was really, really aggressive with this. I actually went so, as far as to actually move into a smaller place uh, because I was still younger and I was single and, you know, I don't have, uh, didn't have a, a wife and kids and everything to worry about as well. So I could do that. So I went and I took a very, very aggressive approach. And I went and I started plugging in one hole after the next, after the next, after the next, up until the point where I managed to pay off my car. And you know that that's, that's usually a very, very, like, it's a, quite a long-term goal for, for, for us that we usually set for ourselves. For yeah. And yeah, exactly. So I actually, that was my end goal. I was like, I was tackling one account after the next account, after the next account. Am I debt-free today? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, we'll, t we'll chat a little bit more about that in uh, the next couple of minutes as well. There's a reason that I'm not debt free. I feel that there is good debt and there's bad debt. Um, that might actually just be a topic for a whole uh, another discussion as well, because we can talk all day about good debt versus bad debt. 
But the point is, um, I managed to get to a point where I was almost, well, pretty much as close as one can get to debt free, besides paying rent and stuff. You know, I had paid off car, had paid off all of my bills, everything. And yeah, I was in a very, very comfortable situation. So to me, that was sort of the strategy as well. Okay, so one of the other things that the experts say, and I think this is probably the key to paying off debt and accelerating the process of paying off debt is that once you've uh, started, let's say, like you say, you mentioned the small holes and the big holes. I think in the real life example, if it was a boat, I'd probably tackle the big, <laughs> big holes first. But I think <laughs> yeah, in, <of> course. <laughs> in debt, it makes sense, right? In debt, it makes a lot of sense. So um, once you've paid off that small hole, just to kind of keep it to your analogy, um, mm -hmm. start focusing the same amount that you would have paid off on that small hole on the next one on top of what you would have uh, included. So let's say, for example, you have three different debts. The one is 500 bucks a month. The other one is a thousand bucks a month. And the other one is 2000 bucks a month. Pay off the 500, still continue obviously paying the thousand and the 2000 as well. But then once you've paid off the 500, take that money that that monthly installment would have been, let's say it was 150 bucks. Yes. And include that onto your next targeted payment, the thousand bucks. Yes. Absolutely. So you do the thousand bucks plus important. what was paid off on the yes. five hundred. I love that. That way you build that momentum. Do you agree with that? I absolutely. Does I love that. Sense. Yes. Um. I haven't actually thought about that, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's no point in you paying off an account and then using that money uh, to subscribe to a Netflix account or something something silly that you yeah, don't need you know that's true and i think that's what a lot of us do yeah we we see it as as freed up money that we can use now mm, for something else i can or, i can use it mm. or we can we can spend that now on partying every weekend or something like that no very very important that's that's very insightful yeah then. so basically yeah just refocus the money until you've paid the debt off to a point where you can start living it up again. Uh, I think the the big problem with debt, and that's the problem I'm struggling with, is I try and do that, but you're quite right. Once you free up that one account, you're like, oof, I've got that extra money in my bank now. Finally, now I can go and do one more dinner a, a week than usual. But they are quite mm -hmm. right. If you can actually refocus that same energy that you've now gained from your first debt that you closed off, onto the second debt and then do the same again and compound your second debt, the amount that you now focused on that debt onto the third debt and so on you go, I think you'd actually get to your goal of extremely fast if you can do it like that. Again, very idealistic. I don't think anyone can stick to that 100%, but at least if you try and you and you try and uh, keep to that, you'll probably do a lot better than most. Yeah, absolutely. Leon, I think let's move into the real life tips section of this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been really, really insightful just listening to what the experts say. And absolutely, I think that we've proven that. I've most definitely that that's proven true in my own personal life as well. So just to get into the real life tip section, Leon, kick it off. Tell me from your own personal view, you've dealt with debt. Mm -hmm. You've come from a from you've you've really really come from a from a suffering sort of background yeah. when it came to you know, emotionally financially suffering, mm -hmm. and it really weighed on you. I could see it in your face every single time that we had this discussion in the past. Yeah. Tell us what is the one tip or two tips that I'm, you would want to I'm leave gonna, with the audience here. I'm going to have to roll it up into a bit of a um, almost it's a it's a tip, but it's also it's just kind of like advice, right? The, f the, the thing that one needs to do is firstly acknowledge the problem 
all right then stop doing whatever is causing the problem all right because you have control over that you don't necessarily have control over how much income you get and how bad your debt is and your expenses going out so if that is the case the you need to either find a way to generate more income if it's that bad if it's so mm. bad that you can't make the books work anymore there are other options like debt counseling, but we all know that's going to stick on you forever like a bad stench and um, unfortunately you won't get credit anymore and those kind of things. So either, I don't know, find another means of income, try and change jobs, uh, get a second income or a third income or something like that. Um, and then, so that's the one tip. Figure out that you've got the problem. Stop causing the problem and, and make sure that you can start chiseling at the problem. Don't just stay in that place where I was where you're literally just um, covering like the interest rates or the interest charges and none of the capital. Yeah. And if you do that, the, obviously anyone knows this, the interest doesn't stay constant. It becomes more and more and more because the cost of lending and interest rates fluctuate and all that stuff. So eventually you slowly yeah. just keep being dragged backwards. Now, if your income situation doesn't change, you'll never get to, to start fixing that problem. So that's the second mm. tip. Find a way to get into a positive income situation so that you can start fighting the debt. If it means sell a car, sell a car. If it means move into a smaller place, move into a smaller place. If it means change your job, change your job um, and go for a mm. higher salary job or just get a second income if that's possible. Um, but you need to get into a positive situation where you can, at, at, no matter how small it is, to, like we said, start focusing on those small accounts, compound that amount, put it on the second account, and so on you go until you get that oh, that relief, like, okay, I can breathe again, you know. Then it's just going to start feeling like accomplishments. You'll go, start getting goosebumps every time you get through an account. Like you said, that dopamine hit. When you start getting those accounts off your shoulder, there's actually nothing that feels more freeing than that. Um, and knowing that every step you take in the forward direction, chiseling at the debt is better than the step you were at, right? like yesterday that's pretty much my tip so i know that's not really like one small one liner good. but it's it's <laughs> i think that kind of summarizes my life uh, at at some point in the past and i'm very very happy to say that it's not that bad anymore <laughs> still not there yet but not that bad well you know what at the end of the day lessons learned man mm, like yeah. you you know what to look out for now you you've gotten yourself into those situations you've gotten yourself out of those situations mm. i think you pretty much hit the nail on its head uh with with your tips lian um i don't feel that there's much more i can really contribute to that besides just revising that and maybe adding on one additional one in there so you, what you said is first number one identify the problem or figure out what the problem is and stop it mm. Right. Number two, get positive income situation because yeah, you if you if you're sitting in a bad situation where you can't you get all of that debt paid off, then of course you need to figure out a way out of that. What, the third one that I would like to add on top of that mm -hmm. is to once you get out of that, constantly maybe you've you're out of it already. Maybe you've just recently come out of it. Constantly revise, revise your, revisit mm, your budget, revisit every, every single expense that you have going out of your account on a monthly basis. I'm not talking about, you know, you stop at the, at the garage or you stop at the gas station and you swipe for a chocolate and a Coke or something mm. like that. 
I'm talking about those recurring monthly expenses, uh, those services that you sign up for, even if it's 20 bucks here, 80 bucks there, 60 bucks there. You're, there's, there's a lot of them that you run into the hundreds some of them run into the thousands depending on how rich you are. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and you might not notice them. The point is that go and revisit them. Go revisit your budget and make sure that you're constantly aware of this. Because, and the reason I'll, then let me let me explain to you why that's my, my one tip that I want to leave you with is because these things creep up on you. Mm. They really do. So you get out of that situation and then before you know it, you end up back in it. Ask me, I've honestly, I've been there over and over again. So I regularly check my budget. I regularly check my expenses. I think, Leon, that's been some really, really insightful information. I think it's been a really great chat. Yeah. Um, long overdue as well for us to to deep dive into the topic. And just before we close off, mm. any last words from you? Yeah, actually, this is more, um, I think, advice again than a tip. But um, the other good thing is once you get out of this debt, you'll realize that um, you know the money that you ended up spending every month paying off that debt is actually a substantial amount that you can now put into savings. And obviously, if you get mm. into a positive savings situation, you don't need debt any again. Um, you know, if, yes. if, if you're going to have that money sitting in your own account, your own bucks, then you might not need mm. that debt again. So the other thing is, you know, once you pay off those debts, it's better to maybe close those accounts for good. Just get them out there, yeah. you know, get away Absolutely. from the temptation. But yeah, that, that, yeah, there's just more and more than I think about as we go <laughs> on. But I guess that's, that's common sense as well. But yeah, I think that's a, that was a really, really great discussion. Just a quick reminder to the guys out there. Um, as Mandy mentioned in the beginning, we are busy running a poll on our website. Go have a look at the website. There's some interesting reading and stuff over there as well from our blog. But we are running a poll to figure out do you want more of us or is it okay? And also, it, is the length fine? Do you enjoy the long-form one-hour discussions? Would you like a 30-minute or a 15-minute or maybe a combination? I don't know. So go to our website. It's rltstudios.com forward slash show24. So it's rltstudios.com forward slash show24. And there will be a pop-up on the right bottom of the screen that's going to ask you two different questions. Just firstly, yes, it's enough or no, we'd like more. And secondly, three different um, length options. And that's it. It's going to take you like two to five seconds or whatever to complete. We'll be forever grateful because if you want more of us, we'll make a plan to make more. If you don't like the length, we can do more sessions, but shorter. You know, it's, it's valuable information for us. That's pretty much it from me. Really enjoyed this chat. Uh, Marni, take us out. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we really appreciate you guys. I really want to take this moment just to thank you all for tuning in on a weekly basis. We see you. We really do. We see the numbers. We see your support. We appreciate mm. all the good feedback. Or even, even if you have bad feedback, give it to us. We want to know about everything. We just, we appreciate you guys. So thank you all so much yeah. for supporting us. And we will see you again here next week. Until then, this is me signing off. Mono. As usual, joined by Leon. Thank you very much for tuning in. Cheers. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, 
Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys. Cheers.